Welcome everyone to this week's Part in the Disruption. We are excited that you are tuning in. Mr. Disruptor, Steve Trang over here. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I am being personally attacked on PTD. Please subscribe so to defend my name because I am being assaulted verbally. Angry RJ Bates III today. Potter chose violence in the group chat before. <laughs> I don't understand why. Mr. Question Mark over there, CJ. If you want to be Michael Jordan, you want to be legendary, man, come to the U, man. What's this? <laughs> yeah. Leon, do not forget the G Barnes. I heard that we had rules on this show. Since when? Is that new show, new year? We have rules now? I'm excited for this. Leon, you need to, you need to read the dynasty. I actually have. Been, I, you need to read it again and actually try to comment. <laughs> yeah. Do not listen to RJ. It is not Please, your please do not listen to RJ. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week. Thank you for uh, joining us here on Pardon the Disruption. <laughs> <laughs> What is going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's Pardon the Disruption. Certainly will not disappoint. I am excited for the crew that we have here today. I'm Matthew Potter, your host. Before we get into it, wanted to go ahead and share with you our rules. Here they are, five questions, ranging from real estate, business leadership, viral videos, sports, and trending. Each panelist will get one minute to go ahead and respond, two minutes to chop it up. Points are awarded during their arguments. The one with the most po points will ultimately win today. We are going to go ahead and get into introductions, starting with Leon. Do not forget the G Barnes. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, everyone? Uh, I woke up this morning and I thought to myself, you know, it's Thursday. That means one thing. It's time to go dominate PTD. So that's what I'm here to do. Strat Daddy, it's good to see you, my friend. I know that you've already hustled and flipped at least 20 pair of those Trump shoes. So I can't wait to get into that later. <laughs> yes, the Trump shoes have officially arrived at PTD. We are excited for it. All right, next up, we have Mr. Disruptor himself, Steve Trang, say hi to the people. What's going on, everybody? Looking forward to today's show. Uh, we have the sensors on standby for Stratton. <laughs> They're ready to go. Uh, we got RJ, he's wishing everybody happy birthday, except for Leon, so I'm really excited to see <laughs> this uncomfortable conflict throughout today's episode oh man that's great i told you it's gonna be a fun one today all right next up returning from his barrel ride over uh, niagara falls uh last week we have rga beats the third over in dfw introduce yourself boss what's up guys rj Bates the third here um I have to give a shout out to my partner. She did great last week and it's her birthday. So happy birthday, Cassie. <laughs> uh, sorry. I didn't know that we were going to be talking about Leon's birthday, but it's Cassie's birthday. And, you know, you fall on the pecking order way down there. Also, speaking of birthdays, we got happy birthday, Pace Morby. Happy birthday, Robert Winsley. Uh, pretty much happy birthday, anyone but Leon G. Barnes. Wow. <laughs> Uh, and that's how we're going to start it in intros. Last, certainly not least, uh, back again, we have Stratton Brown, Strat Daddy. Introduce yourself. Hey, guys. My name is Strat Daddy the first. I'm not as fancy as RJ Bates the third. <laughs> for whatever reason, they didn't give me that simple pleasure. My son is a junior, though. Um, happy birthday to my dad. It's his birthday. I think he's more important than a lot of the other people. RJ did mention it is my father's birthday. I FaceTimed him this morning. Give me Trump or give me death. The sneakers are out, boys. We're going to have a good time with it. If you guys do need a virtual assistant in your company, go to virtualhelp.io. I cannot wait for today, boys. And shout out Armando Benuelos. Um, Leon was just talking about him. Armando is the OG of California and one of the largest investors probably in the country, and nobody knows about him. Amazing human. There we go. Right out of the gate. All right. We are going to get into question number one. Earlier this month, the nation's largest single family rental landlord, Invitation Homes, announced they are looking to buy a billion dollars worth of new real estate assets by selling off their California rental portfolio to do so, which could be due to their poor performance and non-pro landlord uh, laws. In your opinion, what does this say about the California market? Start us off, Leon. Absolutely nothing that we didn't already know. 
uh, unless you live under a rock or you're not in real estate. And hell, you don't need to be in real estate. If you live in the state of California, you know what the issues are with your state. But man, California is like that that girlfriend you had and you know she was batshit crazy, but you just kept going back to her because the state is just absolutely beautiful and it just keeps calling you back and you talk to guys like Stratton and you talk to guys like Armando, like uh, Stratton was talking about earlier. And then you realize there are people that are making it happen. They can do it. Uh, if they can do it, we all can do it. But man, I, it's just one of those states that uh, it's hard to do business in. So we, it, I've learned absolutely nothing new about the state of California with that result. I love that we got the elusive batshit crazy from Leon. <laughs> like, I, I, it's been a hot minute. I, I enjoy that. All right, Steve, what about you? What, what have we learned about California? You know, I'm kind of surprised. I thought that, you know, with everything they've got going on in their favor, that they're still a hot market to invest in. Like, what part would you not like about investing in California? Is it... Like they have human, you know, materials decorating the streets, right? Uh, they make it really hard to evict people. Um, I think they're they're trying to get uh, what is it um, where you can't raise the rent, um, rent control. I mean, I think that's a good thing, right? Like everyone should want to live in California. So I don't I don't I don't really know what what the problem is. I don't know why anyone's leaving. I think everyone here should invest in, in California, especially San Francisco. RJ and I are going to be doing some JVs out in San Francisco. That's right. Watch out for STRJ investments over in <laughs> San Francisco, about to take the market by storm. All right, RJ, what about you? What have we learned about RJ's favorite market to invest in, California? Yeah, first and foremost, uh, Leon, that's probably the best answer you've ever given, man. I mean, realistically, I can't say it any better than you said. Outside of the fact that I said it three weeks ago and two weeks ago, like I've been saying this, baby. Like, CJ brings it up, and I'm like, well, what are we talking about? We're talking about your batshit crazy states like California and New York and Washington State. Yeah. I mean, this is inevitable. And I literally use the example of there are going to be companies that are going to start offloading their inventory in California. I think I predicted this uh, a couple of weeks ago that they're going to offload their inventory because shut up, Steve. <laughs> because it's so crazy. He's over there making hand gestures. Uh, so this is not shocking. And and listen, the only thing more batshit than the state of California is Gavin Newsom. So there you go. That's their lead. There, there we go. We got a strong argument, strong opinions from RJ Bates. All right, Stratton, as the resident uh, Californian, I'm a Utah resident. Thank you very oh, much. We sorry, sorry. So as as a in the state of Utah, you better watch your mouth. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you that one. All right. Before I get a fat tax bill, okay. <laughs> but California's like that. I mean, she's batshit crazy, but that shit's fire. You know, like you know, you're just like, ah, oh, goddamn. Like, ah, I don't know if I can leave. I mean, the ocean, the beautiful homes, like it is amazing, and there's a reason. Um, my one of my friends and business partners, Dean Rogers, lives in San Diego, and why we're looking to move to San Diego full time, because you can just buy more real estate. I think if you want to live there, and you want to buy real estate, and let's say you're a little bit more sophisticated, and you can play the appreciation game, I still think it's the way to go. Honestly, if you don't want to worry about it, you got A class tenants, you can buy a house. Let's say it's not cash flowing, and you can lose a little bit of money. That's the way to go. But I mean, as far as rent control, that's terrible. The law, even in storage, we have different laws of how we can evict people out of a unit that can't pay us. That's terrible. <laughs> people can burn down your house and not be responsible. That's terrible. <laughs> they can steal an ATM and a car, put it in your house. You take pictures, send to the police, and the police tell you, sorry, bud, we can't get rid of them. I mean, <laughs> but the shit's still fire, bro. So don't, do not discount it as a place to live and visit. But as you know, far as investing in single family homes, it's probably your worst business decision that I think could ever be made. While Stratton was going well over his allotted time there with his very boring answer, I got excited about the deal <laughs> camp summit that, you know, Stratton yeah. is running. Yeah. It's in California. 
And I'm speaking at it. And I'm like, dude, I get to go to this beautiful place. And then I remembered it's in Fresno. <laughs> so I'll be landing and then I'll drive past the pig slaughter farm and turn left. And that's where the event will be. So not all of California is beautiful. So Stratton's answer there is a microcosm of this question. So he started off by saying, let me reiterate to all the California officials. I do not live in your state. I actually do some business there, but I live in another state. Name me one other state that we ever talk about that goes after their tax dollars harder yeah. than that state. They will find you if you're doing any business <laughs> in their state. We don't talk about any other state that way. Even New York, we don't talk about it. Like not like yet, not yet, not yet. I think I don't. I think we're too. We're not too far away from that. Or I think New York is is, is pushing the issue. New York is pressing the envelope, trying new ventures. Up. So I don't think I wouldn't put that past New York. Uh, talking about California, you when the whole deal happened with COVID, you couldn't evict the tenants at all for lack of payment because they had nowhere safe to go, right? So. They're not paying the rent and you can't evict them. I can't think of a much worse environment uh, for a landlord. And then, you know, what, what was fascinating, we had some friends that, you know, had properties in San Diego and they couldn't evict them, right? Because those are the rules. Those are the laws. So what they had to do was they had to sue the, ho the, the tenants for emotional distress. They had to sue the tenants for financial damages. And that was the key to get them to move out. If you want to evict someone now, you have to have, you have to be very, very good. You have to have a good attorney, especially if you go in like the Bay Area. The relocation fees can be six figures if you're not careful. And even if you do evict them and you got to kick them out, like you're just going to have to pay the six figures to relocate someone else. And so I'd say Central California is the last good conservative place you could probably invest. We own some stuff up in like Susanville, but the population's like declining, right? Anywhere else, dude, the rent control the just cause of having to evict someone, what else? I mean, just those two alone are- well, But remember though, like there are ways around this, right? There's not. Um, there are. So A, you can break into their property and and claim to be squatters, right? <laughs> that one, because now they have to prove that you don't belong there because now you're a squatter. And the other one is, I believe murder is now legal in California. So like, <laughs> Jesus. so long as- I think, right? Because they don't really enforce any crimes well, or any prosecution. Based upon my serial knowledge, um, to my to my knowledge, currently it's not. Now that may come up in in the future, but I will say this: uh, like all of us have said, when you go there, we're, we'll be there in two weeks uh, for our next CG. And when you get there, you go, "Wow, this is a great place to visit." And then in in a week, I'll get my rear end out of there. Uh, and I will congratulate all that do well there and can continue to do that and, and, and go back and visit every once in a while. Hey, you're like the, you're like the grandparents, Leon, like you'll come over and like play with the kids yeah. and, well, and then you leave. I'm out. Crazy <laughs> that this just happened, but actually on the pardon the disruption YouTube channel, uh, while Steve was answering, OJ Simpson actually commented that murder's always been legal. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Point to RJ on that one. Great closing argument. Shout out to OJ. Shout out to OJ. OJ, it wasn't me. I didn't say anything. <laughs> He's in Dallas-Fort Worth. They've got a bunch of Broncos down there. <laughs> oh, I wasn't man. laughing with him, OJ. I wasn't laughing with him. <laughs> All right. Well, that was definitely a spirited um, discussion about the state of California. I learned many things that it is a crazy hot girl that apparently nobody on our panel can stay away from. So we got that going for us. Keep keep staying classy, California. All right. Next up, we have question number two. Last Thursday, last Thursday, Caitlin Clark broke the female NC2A record for all. Uh, for all-time scoring by confidently pulling up from the Hawkeyes logo in typical Caitlin Clark fashion. What do you feel the most confident with in your business? Uh, start us off, RJ. I mean, really? Do I have to answer this? Yes. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I was... I belt behind me to show it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was pulling up from half half court in the, in the closer Olympics, baby. I mean... <laughs> 
I'm over here <laughs> smashing beers over my head and closing deals. I mean, it's it's closing, obviously. Uh, but I, I do have to say that I, I love the fact that when she was interviewed after, she said, I had to do it from half court. It, it was like the way that it was supposed to go down. I mean, she is that confident in herself and her skills. Um, and I think, hey, that's how I feel when I'm talking to sellers. You know, any scenario that I'm put in, I feel like I'm going to close a deal. I don't care if I have cold call leads or inbound leads or zero leads whatsoever. Um, I think it's it goes back to the amount of reps that I put in. And same thing with Caitlin Clark. I think she's just confident because she's put in the reps and she's done it over and over and over again. Also, I think <clears throat> RJ underestimates his ability to wish people a happy birthday as well. He's got that going <laughs> for him. Absolutely undefeated. <laughs> Feel free to reach out for your personalized birthday video from RJ Bates the third on Instagram. All right. What about you, Stratton? First off, shout out Caitlin Clark, because I think she's legit and is going to dominate the WNBA. But I think for me, it's more leadership and strategy. I'm not going to say I'm like the best closer, but I feel like I can get people fired up, lead the troops. Let's go get rolling in the same direction. Let's go crush some shit. That's where I feel like my that's where my zone of genius is. And that if I want to get to where I want to go at a point, that's the skill that matters the most. Because if you can't get everybody to lead and go and then develop more leaders, you're going nowhere. I want to get the best talent in the world to work for me and then get everybody rolling in the same direction. And then I can reach the goals that I want to. There we go. All right. Zone of genius. I like it. From our favorite Utah resident, Utah. <laughs> let's, let's make that clear. All right, Leon, what about you? What are your thoughts? First of all, I have to say about Caitlin, we've talked about her and women's basketball and the progression of it on this show a few times. And I just have to say that, you know, I've never been a huge fan of, of teams. Uh, I've always been a huge fan of greatness. And it's so cool. <laughs> to see the progression of women's basketball. I don't have daughters, but man, if I did, I would want them to be like Caitlin when it comes to performance. And from a business standpoint, uh, I think that, you know, I feel the most confident always that we're going to perform with integrity. Uh, we are always going to do what's right uh, by the seller um, it, within our control. Obviously, uh, we're going to do what we say we're going to do and uh, perform <clears throat> when it comes time to, we're not going to back out of deals that, you know, don't make sense to back out of. Uh, we're going to do what exactly what we say we're going to do. And I try to live my life the exact same way. And I think that separated us in the marketplace. Doesn't mean that we'll buy all deals, but the ones that we do, we, you, the seller knows that we will perform with integrity. There we go. Leon has a face that you can trust and rely on. I like that. Couldn't lie if I wanted to. Can't that's, do it. That's not, right. Not possible. <laughs> Next up, Steve, well, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, first I got to say this, this inspiring leader, Stratton Brown, I'm looking forward to meeting that guy one day. <laughs> uh, I just want to start with that. Um, so I would say the thing I am most confident about is my confidence. And I'm not trying to get super meta here, right? It's just that is the one unique advantage I've always had. I, I don't win because i'm better than you i don't win because i deserve it i win because i'm confident I'm, i have absolute conviction that we will overcome we will make it through you can't keep me down so again i'm not trying to be super meta but like that is uh what's always been able to get me through tough times like i know that we will figure it out i have full confidence in myself steve when stratton was answering and the reason why you haven't met that strat daddy yet, he was referencing back in September 10th, 2016, Jesus in the pregame pep <laughs> talk before Sacramento State, 31,817 fans. And he said, boys, we're going to go beat the shit out of Sacramento State. And they sure did. That was their one win. That's the leadership by strat daddy. And right win there. by a tub. Win by one touchdown against Sac State, baby. We did it. Yeah. So, I, and I, for from Steve's standpoint, bro, I wouldn't say it's utmost confidence as it is blissful ignorance. 
<laughs> you know, like Thank there's you. a very, very fine line when it comes hey, to entrepreneurship. Ignorance, ignorance is bliss. I would say the other thing too, because RJ is bringing up closes Olympics, and rightfully so, he does deserve all those belts. Uh, the other strength I got to show during closes Olympics is that I am absolutely critical. My other superpower is criticism. I can criticize like nobody else. I can play Monday, Monday morning quarterback like nobody else. So I can criticize all day. That's the other thing I have absolute confidence in. Yeah, and people wonder why Steve and I, you know, parted ways in the brokerage right there. It's, it's due to all the criticism, if I'm being completely Inspi honest. That was my inspiring leadership, like Strat Daddy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm waiting to see yours as well, Steve. Thank you for that. All right. We are going to get into our viral video of the week. Here it is. Check it out. I just want to tell you, you know, I've wanted to do this for a long time. I have some incredible people that work with me on things, and they came up with this, and this is something I've been talking about for 12 years, 13 years, and I think it's going to be a big success. That's the real deal. That's the real deal. All right, here we go. Who on the panel would buy Trump's shoe, excluding Stratton? Stratton doesn't get a vote in this one. <laughs> All right, let's start it off, Steve. Uh, I don't think who's more likely. I'm trying to figure out who's going to buy the most. Is it going to be RJ or Strat Daddy? I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a neck-and-neck neck race, right? RJ has too much money, right? So he might have more more pairs of, of Trump shoes than belts, right? But Strat Daddy, I think he'll just – his inspiring leadership, I think he'll just – beat him he'll just buy more just to prove rj wrong so i don't know between those two i can't say for sure but it's not who's gonna buy it those two definitely have him on pre-order <laughs> there you I go i can just see rj with the shoes and the belt with no shirt on walking to the closing <laughs> Olympic, busting two beers over his head like it's gonna be epic <laughs> all right next up rj what about you man uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I've got a pair on pre-order. <laughs> I'm wearing them on stage at the Deal Champ Summit in Fresno, California. Um, but honestly, uh, it's not about which who on the panel. It's who on the panel had the most influence to get the most, and that's CJ. CJ went out, and he had the entire Charged Up University go buy these. Um, secretly, <laughs> CJ is a huge Trump supporter. Um, I know it doesn't sound like it sometimes with his answers, but, dude, I, he, he got the red 45. He got the white. He got the gold. He got all of them. CJ is definitely going to have the most pair of Trump shoes. Sneaker game on point. <laughs> all right. Stratton, we'll let you participate. Well, what's the uh, what's the verdict on this? Niggas for Trump. You know what it is. You know why we're here. But honestly, whenever I, I don't even listen to Donald Trump talk that much. But whenever I do, I always think of Shane Gillis because every time Donald talks, it's like a it's a it's a sound bit. And I just think it's Shane Gillis specials. But yeah, I mean, come on, you know, I got to get the shoes. I may match RJ at the Deal Champ Summit. In Fresno, <laughs> California, on December nineteenth and twentieth, with the Trumper shoes, it's gonna be epic. You guys don't want to miss it. We're gonna have the best, the best speakers from across the country coming in to speak. It's gonna be awesome. And apparently, RJ and Stratton will be wearing matching belts and shoes, so that'll be a sight in and of itself. All right, what about you, Leon? What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, I, I never thought there would be a pair of shoes that would be put out that would make me want to buy LeVar Ball shoes. That's how bad those shoes are. <laughs> <laughs> the, the second part is we all knew that RJ and Strad Daddy were going to buy those shoes for sure. Um, especially RJ has to have some gold to match those belts back there. So, you know, <laughs> he's buying those shoes and, and, and Strad Daddy's made it evident that that's his guy. So and but the thing is, I know Steve won't buy them because he would never replace his old man New Balance walking shoes for the Trump <laughs> shoes. He would never do that. Why would you take comfort, get rid of comfort for gold? Steve would never do that. So it's RJ and Strad Daddy. Man, isn't that wrong? <laughs> Can you imagine Steve wearing those though? I can. I might have to get him a pair just to see it. So I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to get RJ one of RJ's belts, and then the MAGA cap, 
and and those <laughs> and then i'll be then i'll be allowed to speak to speak on the deal champs summit you, you know what's crazy politics aside if i would have told you that in your lifetime a president a former president would be out there hawking shoes what would you have said can you see ronald reagan out there hawking shoes trickle down tennis <laughs> as racist as it sounds obama would be the first person you would think of um, <laughs> man, I'm if you're you listening to this please watch the video <laughs> it's a different context <laughs> <laughs> he's the best marketer he's one of the best marketers alive between him elon musk and Deion sanders i don't think there's really anybody better i mean grant cardone i no, remember Grant cardone is not even hold a candle to i remember Trump. i read the 10x rule this one <clears> i gotta <throat> say this is five eight ten i don't know exactly what i was like okay this book's okay all right midway through the book it actually became interesting let me go ahead and download the PDFs on the website. And the first thing this guy sends me is a freaking email about buying his socks for $7. Yep. Like, yeah. I didn't sign up to your email list <laughs> to buy freaking socks. I signed up for the materials that were supposed to come with the book. So, so I would say, I would put Grant Cardone Steve on Steve just let you in on some insight there on how to be successful in life. Uh, don't be like me that if the book is not interesting, you stop. Steve kept going. <laughs> he pushed through a horrible book Power. and finally got to some gold. Yeah. Power. I had so many people like, oh, my God, this is a great book. This is a great book. And I'm listening to it. I was like, what? Okay, so this guy is like, it's this story. And, you know, he's a little blustery. He kind of says more words to get to the point than necessary. Yes. So I kept, I kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And I think, like, there's one chapter in the middle of the book that's good. And that's about it. I thought it was good for a new entrepreneur. It was like one of the first books I read when I came into the space. And I go, oh, wow, you can work hard and get the results that you want. It's kind of what I thought, because I think it is something everybody needs to apply, because it is going to take 10 times more work than you think it is to get the desired result. And it's so for sure. For sure. But I think, you know, I guess probably the biggest takeaway is kind of like uh, Leon laughed at this when I did my book review on The Alchemist. Right. <laughs> It's like if you need inspiration to get started, quit. Like this is not a business for like people that give up at adversity. This is a business for people that are willing to get punched in the mouth every day, if not multiple times a day. What, what do I say almost daily to investors that are a couple years in the business? The only difference between where the highest level investors are today and where in where you are today is, is the only difference of time and execution. That's it. That's it. And they didn't give up. They just kept going in time and continue to execute at a high level. Next thing they know, they're 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 gazillionaires like RJ Bates. With 45 pairs of 45 shoes. We love it. That's what we're looking for from uh, RJ over there. All right. Before we get into question number four, we want to uh, we want to go ahead and send you over for this announcement from our sponsor, Pat Hilton at Acoustic Force Media. The world is changing. So is the world of business. It's never been easier to get your message out to the entire planet. Let me help you crack the code today. My name is Pat Hilton. My social media agency can produce you the same custom digital content that landed me on stage at the biggest business events in the world. I've rocked the roof off with the best digital marketers in the game. Getting social media content filmed and produced for your business is now as easy as ordering a cup of coffee and hopping on a video call with your friend. We find trending topics in your niche, coach you through recording in the comfort of your home or office, create engaging clips and graphics, then upload them online and manage all your social media pages. Bring your brand to life. Contact Acoustic Force Media today. Awesome. Thank you to Pat for everything he does for the PTD crew around here. Makes us look uh, absolutely phenomenal. We're going to get into question number four. The Golden State Warriors were rumored to pursue LeBron James during the trade deadline. 
In business, when do you know it's the right time to let go of an asset for the well-being of your company? Go ahead and start us off, Stratton. So if you guys didn't know, I own a company called Virtual Help, right? And I was talking I was talking to a client yesterday, actually. And he reaches out to me and we staffed him up with some cold callers. We trained him up, passed him over. And he was like, hey, man, this chick just isn't getting it. Like, I've been working with her for a week. It's not really working. I was like, but it's time to let her go. At the beginning, if someone's not getting it and they don't impress you in the first week, it's time to get rid of them. If someone is a cancer, it is time to get rid of them. And we talked about this with, um, Eon, I think, the same crew to where you can afford to be who you are, right? If someone is really, really good, they get a little bit more leeway. But as soon as someone becomes cancerous, I think it's time to let go of them for the well-being of the company. And overall, man, I think every situation is different. And that's the hardest part about business and when it comes to leadership, because I am a world-class leader compared to Mr. Ignorant Debo over there. <laughs> you have to give some people grace. But at the same time, I think you need to have a short leash. And everything is always going to be very, very dynamic. Speaking of grace and short leash, uh, apparently Stratton's going to be on one from now on. Uh, all right, next up, Leon, what are your thoughts? I'll give you a cleaner version of what <laughs> Strat Daddy just said. Uh, you know, this is why I love sports and, and, and how it relates to business. And Stratton knows this from his playing days. Like everyone on a playing surface is evaluated by what their performance right and it's our job as leaders as coaches um, as general managers um, to use the, continue the sports analogy it's our job to evaluate talent and always look to level up talent across the board i'm the one that brought this question up because i love lebron i think lebron you know has his shortcomings when it comes to being passive aggressive but the guy, you got to give him his flowers for as long as he's played, 21 seasons strong. But to not, to not look at him as a valuable asset to get younger, because their roster's really good, if they could utilize his talent uh, to get younger and more opportunities down the line, I think they have to look at that. And the same thing goes for your business. If you're not force ranking employees, on a quarterly, monthly basis of knowing who your weakest link are, you're failing your business short-term and long-term. There you go. The uh, cleaner version, Leon G. Barnes. All right, Steve, what about you? What are your thoughts? Uh, so first and foremost, obviously, it's time to give up on LeBron James. That much is clear. Uh, right behind that, I would say, you know, if Stratton wasn't the 12th man on our bench, I would have cut him already, right? But like everyone says no. Right, like, hey, you want to be on PTD? And everyone says no. Like, I don't want to be intermixed with Stratton. So, we're like, we have to keep him in. Otherwise, we would have cut him already, but we can't. We can't find any other talent. Um, but, you know, Jim Collins talks about this and from good to great, which is the two questions. If you're wondering, is it time to let this person go? It's time to let the person go. If the person quit today, would you be relieved? If the answer is yes, it's time to let him go. Now, here's the thing, though we know this. But man, it's really hard to execute. This is where I have failed as a leader multiple times. Knowing the answer to these questions, knowing it's time to part ways, I don't do it soon enough. I try to make excuses. We keep them along. And then eventually, we, they always, we always let them go eventually. And we just had all this aggravation and anxiety and stress this whole time. And you find out that it wasn't so bad. They were able to land on their feet. They were able, they were able to go do something else. So... For me, that's the answer to that question is fairly simple. However, executing is is not so easy. There we go. Deep insight from Steve over there. We like it. <clears throat> All right. I do have RJ. some emotions. <laughs> All right, RJ. What are your thoughts on this one? I think this is one of the hardest things for entrepreneurs to become good at, right? To Steve's point, we always fear like if we move on from this personnel. Who's going to replace them? What about the negative aspects? And then we rarely look at the positive aspects of moving on from someone that's not performing the way that they're supposed to. Also, when you're talking about personnel assets, 
I think you need as a business to have written down, what do you want to gain by having this person on the team? And if you're no longer bringing that to the team, then that's when you need to move on, right? Um, in the case of, of this question, though, what I am shocked about is, is that of all the teams in the NBA, the Golden State Warriors is who was rumored to pursue LeBron James. That, I think that would have been a terrible move for them. Um, older, getting older. Uh, they're not a good team. I don't see how Draymond Green and LeBron would have mixed. I don't know how that works with, with Curry either. Um, I just, I'm actually glad for the Warriors that they didn't get LeBron. I think that would have been a terrible move for them. You got to shoot your shot. You got to shoot your shot, right? If they're yeah, able to get, you know, they would get so if they're able to trade like Clay Thompson for LeBron, that'd be an upgrade. Well, that would have been, that would have been the move, but you, you get rid of a shooter uh, and you bring in a facilitator. So, you know, the good thing about someone like LeBron, like him, love him, hate him, whatever, he is someone that can adapt to the team that he's playing with. And uh, going back to RJ, I may say something here that uh, I've never said before. Uh, RJ's ha had a fantastic point there um, in regard to, you know, <laughs> the hardest thing, the hardest thing for business owners in this space to do is be the best leader that they can be. Like, in fact, our highest level group has 180 plus members in it. We're meeting in two weeks. Steve's has seen the schedule. There's three days that we're covering the relationship uh, as a leader from the CEO level down to the entry level employee in the relationship between executives and that top level person and filling those gaps. And those are people that have been in this business 10, 20, 30 years. So it's a fa fantastic point by RJ that leadership it's something that most people don't have any type of experience when it comes to corporate America, what have you. So yeah, and I it takes time. And I would say the other thing like too with points for saying my answer was I good. literally just <laughs> gave you a point. Look at the we scoreboard. Like got four points for he my said point. it better. He said it more eloquently. I think the yeah, be better. That was your quote. That was your line a couple weeks yeah. ago. Hey, um, give me a point was, for that. I you just know said what? his yeah, quote no, better. That <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I would say the other thing too. Um, you know, if RJ could just pass along the, this this clip here uh, to Elijah for closes Olympics, because there were some people that shouldn't have been on that bench either. So, you know. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Would, another thing that I would say is if you have to talk about someone three times, it's probably time to move on. Is one that I've tried to like hold near and dear to Ooh, my heart. I like that. Of, like someone like being a pain in your neck for whatever reason, or if it's a repeat problem. And then I saw this the other day, shout out Brady Slack. He is our CPA and he posted a sporting quote says, my job as a coach is to find someone to replace you no matter what. Your job is to be so good, I cannot replace you. And that is legitimately the dynamic that needs to be. Because as an employee, if you don't wanna get fired, make it so that if you're removed from the company, everybody knows and everything starts to fall apart. You wanna right, know what's Here's an interesting observation on this question, okay? This is a panel of real estate investors. And the question reads, when's the right time to let go of an asset for the well-being of your company? And every single one of us defaulted to that being a personnel <laughs> and not an actual asset like a house or something, like an actual asset that you've acquired as a real estate investor. We all naturally went to probably what we feel is more difficult for us to move on from, which is people. And I think it's because we're all small business owners and the relationship to Leon's point from CEO down to that entry level is probably too close. So we don't look at it from an objective standpoint. It's almost an emotional standpoint. Your best, so that's assets, a fantastic. Your best assets are your people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a fantastic point, RJ. So just to take a step back to answer that question another way, to actually answer the, the question as it's written, uh, we like to use the investor frame, right? We talk about this in the Whale Club, is that knowing what you know today, would you do this again, right? Knowing what I know today, would I buy this asset again? If the answer is no, it's time to sell the asset. Yep. Knowing what I know today, would I start this business again? If I want to start this business, it's time to start. It's time to close the business, right? If someone, like knowing what I know today, if someone offered me $10 million from my company, would I... Uh, uh, if I could buy this company for $2 million, would I buy it? If you wouldn't buy your own company for $2 million, it's time to shut it down. 
right? So the best way to look at that question is knowing what I know now, would I do this again? And it's interesting. That's the same thing you should say when it comes to hiring and firing people. Knowing what I know about this person now, would would I I emphatically, with a smile on my face, rehire this individual? And if it is no, then you got to move on. Yeah. So Stratton, you and I have to talk after the show. (laughs) (laughs) You're fired. Shout out to the (laughs) Dolphin Club. (laughs) The Dolphin <laughs> Club. There it is. No, no, it's it, you missed it. See, you had an opportunity there, and you totally missed it. It's the Porpoise Club. They the have porpoise. a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, right, Leon. Leon and I are also talking after the show as well. <laughs> I swear, if all of a sudden we have we have RJ reels that are talking about the Porpoise Club, start start infiltrating our feed. I'm done. A, I'm, sh- I'm shutting down a- social. They have a higher porpoise. Abs- <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, oh, bro, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> RJ, had, RJ had some great points in that round. So, congratulations to everybody else getting awarded points other than RJ because he was so angry there, even though I was actually awarding him points during that time had he just looked. Anyways, close game. Coming into our last question here. With Capital One and Discover Network potentially merging pending approval from regulators and consumer debt at an all-time high of $1.61 trillion, does America have a credit card problem? <laughs> uh, go ahead and start us off, RJ. We, we want you to start this one. America has a financial education and literacy problem. That's what we have. How do you expect people to know how to manage credit card debt when you're never taught it anywhere in our education system? It's it's a massive problem. And on top of that, it's been 20 years since I went to college, but I remember, and I'm assuming it hasn't changed much, but the moment I stepped on campus, I got bombarded right outside of my dorm rooms with people saying, sign up for this credit card, sign up for this credit card. And you're, this is literally for most people when they go to college, the first time they're on their own. I had a credit card with $6,000 in debt of Taco Bueno burritos, bro. I mean, <laughs> like, dude, I, I, it was free. I'm eating them every night, baby. You know? So, yeah, we, it's, do we have a credit card problem? Yes. But the real problem is, is that we're not taught financial literacy. We're not taught any sort of financial education. There we go. Strong words from RJ over there, and now we ultimately know about his eating habits in college, so we're we're all <laughs> thankful for that. All right, Stratton, what about you? Thoughts? First off, I don't think this should go through. Like, I don't think the regulators should pass this. If Adobe and Figma did not go through, this for sure should not go through. It's complete nonsense. I'd consider it more of a monopoly. But on top of that, to go to RJ's point, I, I will be the case study for this. When I first got out of college, I met a guy who said he was making $100,000 a month and I had credit cards and I didn't understand anything about credit cards. And he was like, yeah, bro, if you just don't pay them, they go away. (laughs) No, real story, real story. This man later ended up declaring bankruptcy, but I didn't pay them and then they didn't go away. And then I had to remedy that entire situation with all that bullshit. To where, like, I had no clue because I had no financial literacy around the credit cards. So, like, it is a legitimate financial literacy problem in education. Then the interest rates, too, of educating someone of, like, hey, if you do take this out and you don't pay it, you are running up a very, very steep hill very fast from a young age where you more than likely, unless you are really good at making money, you're not going to get out of it anytime soon on top of your student debt, right? And it's just more debt, more debt, more debt. In a nutshell, though, I don't think this should go through. I think it's... Monopoly. 29.99%. Let's go. All right. What about you, Leon? Both points were were good. I think that I would add to RJ's financial literacy because that is part of my answer as well. But I do think that we we can't lean on that excuse as as fathers um, on this, uh, all of us on this panel. Um, we have to fill the gaps of what our government won't or our private schools won't depend upon what you're in. So that's going to fall back on us. We know the issue. So for us, we can fix it at least at our family level. But you're right. It needs to be taught more. But 
this is a free market. This is a free country. This economy rolls when people are spending money. So how many public schools and, and colleges are going to add this because they know that this is what keeps uh, everything churning? I will also add one, uh, one additional thing here is that America has a lot of problems, but the biggest one is, is twofold, is discipline. The discipline to say, I don't need uh, 5,000 burritos uh, with my $750 limit on my college credit card. Um, but that's something, again, that goes back to home training, you know, over time to get that discipline. And I think the other thing here that, we're, that, that uh, Stratton uh, mentioned a little bit, and I'll just go a little bit deeper on this forgiveness that this country uh, is starting to allow, especially with debt, high interest debt, uh, is allowing people to take that approach that I'll just run this up and it'll be forgiven later. That's the problem long term that we have to solve. There we go. Leon touched on Leon touched on something that will be discussed after this. All right, Steve, what about you? Well, I just want to start off saying that I love that Leon said everything I already said, but better. I mean, I just first and foremost, I love that part. Um, and then uh, second, I want to be on the record that Stratton is pro-regulation. In case anyone was unclear, yeah, he's pro-regulation. He's for Trump guys. and pro-regulation is, is fascinating. I think clearly we don't have a credit card problem. We clearly don't have a credit card problem because they keep finding a way to max them out. <laughs> like we would have a credit card problem if the credit card stopped getting approved. There's unlimited credit. We do not have a credit card problem, right? We can spend as much as we want. This is the reason why in every freaking jobs report is, boy, the unemployment number numbers did not come in what we thought it was going to be. It's a lot lower uh, and consumer spending is still high. We've had COVID where we gave people a bunch of money. And everyone's savings went up and the credit card went debt went down and we change everyone's spending behavior. And then we stopped giving them, stopped giving everyone money and their savings went down and their credit card is higher than pre COVID. So I don't think we have a credit card problem, uh, but I do agree with the rest of the panel that we do have a financial literacy problem, but I also don't think that's an excuse, right? Like it's not that hard to look at your credit card and see like, Oh, the balance is going up. It's so, not going down. So, Leon, to your point there about as fathers and, and as parents, it's our responsibility to teach that financial literacy. So, I, I a couple of weeks ago, I had an answer that brought up sports gambling. We still haven't had that question. I'll write that down for in the future. We need to have that sports gambling question. And here's another question I want for in the future about should – we be homeschooling our kids instead of sending them to the school system because I homeschool my kids for this very reason uh, amongst the others, but I don't want someone teaching them the bullshit that they teach at these schools. I'm going to teach my kids financial literacy because I understood the like to Stratton's point, what happened when I got done with school? I mean, I had student loans, I had credit card debt out of the ass, and I will not allow my kids to fall into that. And the way that we're fixing that is, is <laughs> that was good. Uh, the way I'm fixing that is, is through the homeschooling, though, and making sure that they are taught the right things. But this, we argue about this with CJ all the time. He's usually the one that's kind of on the other end that's pushing us to think outside the box here. Not everyone can homeschool. Yeah. So mm. what do we do about that where they're not educated in the school system? And the the parents don't have the ability to homeschool their children about financial literacy. It's just you do it. I can't imagine. Day. I can't imagine many things more horrifying than Mr. Bates being the school teacher. Into this real quick. I, let me paint a picture for you guys. Homeschool at the Bates household. RJ walks in with a belt, no shirt, with the Trump shoes. He's got <laughs> six little children with jobber headsets on. Just closing deals. So like, you don't need to learn anything else. <laughs> the phone. I get enough for you, sir. Yes, sir. You know, and it's just a fucking boiler room of 12-year-olds. He walks in with tidy whities a cowboy hat on, a semi-automatic rifle, and a, and a, a closed head, headset on. <laughs> 
So, uh, but RJ, you bring up a good point, right? How do we uh, get the financial literacy? Because it's clearly not going to come from the public schooling system, and it never will come from the public schooling system. It never will, right? Because the teachers in there can't even teach it. They don't understand, right? And I would say, just to, to your other point, there's a completely different direction. Uh, the tangent from from what you were talking about, Stratton and, and RJ, and your $7,000 worth of Taco Bueno, um, is... <laughs> If you're 20, if you if you're not 20 yet, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. You have no idea how the world freaking works, yeah. right? Like you have no idea how the world works, and you're going to go and you know coach the rest of us on how to actually do things. Potter sent me a nice image yesterday of some people that are about to you know give us some instruction, and these people live in a completely different fairy tale world. Yeah, I think RJ, I think that the the, the way to offset. Like for those that um, can't afford uh, private school or can't afford the options that are out there with homeschooling, what have you, you know, we, we live in a world now that we shouldn't have any excuses. Um, I've said many a time that the uh, the most uh, underrated resource that's made available to us is our public libraries. Well, guess what we now have available to us 24-7? We have the internet that has so much free information mm -hmm. that if you send your school, your kid to a school that doesn't offer something or even says something that you may not agree with, you have the ability to still homeschool with the, util the resources that the internet provides, whether that's YouTube. What, there's so many free resources to learn this stuff yourself as a parent, if you don't know it, to be able to teach it to your kids. So there's options you don't have to necessarily have the resources to homeschool, but you can always school at home. I yeah, and I think the biggest thing is not the education. It's not the information, right? It's the, uh, Leon said earlier, the discipline, but I think on top of that is the belief, right? Like I think the biggest problem, the greatest problem we face today is that we have large percentage of the country who are hopeless. Not that they don't have the ability, but they don't have the belief that they can change the circumstances. Steve, and if you don't have the belief to change the circumstances, why would you go on YouTube to learn about financial literacy? Why would you actually go to the library? Why would you practice discipline? You've given up mm -hmm. before you even started. The game's over before you even started. Steve, you know, you and I teach people how to close deals, right? And mm -hmm. the thing that I've learned is, is that no one pays me and you on how to get knowledge on how to close deals. The knowledge and the information is available for free to Leon's point on the internet. What they want from us as the educator is to teach them implementation. And if we do not have someone there to force implementation on our youth becoming adults, on these things that are actually vitally important like financial literacy, paying taxes, all these things that are never brought up inside of schools, that's where we're failing them. It's not the knowledge. It's not the education. It's the fact that it's never, there's no forced implementation on them. And that should be what the higher education in college is about. But instead, it's about, hey, we're just going to cram down the fact that you go get 10 credit cards. Best of luck with it. And I mean, you can't, to Leon's point, yeah, like it's your job as a dad. There's a significant amount of children in the country without fathers and whose mothers are very active because they're working three different jobs so they can put food on the table. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I I had a 14 year old hit me up the other day on Instagram and he builds funnels and he sent me a bunch of different examples of his clients. Right. So I do think social media is on this side of it. You can get exposure and yeah. then you can tie into the Steve's point of, hey, it's possible. I well, can go create something. I see this dude. He's out there. He can go do it. I'm going to go do it. And I just set up a call with the kid because he's 14. I was like, bro, let me talk to you. You sound like a hustler. Like, I'd love yep. to support you. I, I was one of those kids, Stratton. I didn't have that influence in my life. I didn't have a father, but I had the mindset that I'm get, getting out of here. I am not going to continue uh, this pattern. I am going to change. And I had that mindset mm -hmm. first. And then I saw the avenues to take to be able to do that. I talk to at least once a month, a young man or a young woman that started off flipping something. They're flipping shoe, Trump shoes or flipping <laughs> something that realized that from YouTube that they could do something and they could then take that and turn it into something else. There's too much free information available for people not to figure this out. It's on us 
and them to figure this. There's too much free information. But, but here's the thing, though. Like, I have put myself out there, right? I've gone to multiple organizations like, hey, I want to help, right? And they're not even, like, asking me to come in, except for one. There's a YMCA in Maryvale. I drove by it the other day, right? And I came in, and I talked about entrepreneurship to mm -hmm. a bunch of teenagers, right? Because they're uh, staying after school to, you know, stay out of trouble. And I talked to them about business, you know, starting a business, working for yourself, not this, this nine to five is not for everybody. And it was so disheartening to be speaking in that room and they don't even care. Like I am taking time out of my schedule to share with you what the possibilities are. And you can't even take the eyes off the screen. Well, it sounds like to so me, there's, there's, to, sounds like to me that you just need to follow RJ's advice. Just be better, Steve. You didn't. You didn't relate to it. <laughs> I am definitely not relatable in Maryvale. I am definitely not very relatable. That much is extremely clear. Well, I'm joking, bro. But I commend you for doing that. Um, you know, yeah. that's dude. That's ministry. What you're doing there of trying to offer assistance. It's no different from me coaching, but it's more valuable than me coaching basketball. Steve, I will say on that level. My high school gave me the opportunity to go back and for the entire year, once a week, I would go in and I would teach nothing but real estate investing to them. And I took it from the approach of here's how you can wholesale without using any money. And not to say anything negative about Maryville, I don't even know where that is, but the audience in which I was speaking to was engaged um, and I do think that, that this is where you have to realize some people are going to resonate with the entrepreneur journey and some people are going to look at it and see like it is so far off from where they're coming from that it's just not something they even want to listen to. It's like I can't ever be Steve Train. I don't even want to. I'm going to go follow the path that I know. So I do think that there's some. It's sad that that was the the reaction that you got because you did pour into them and, and dedicate your time and they probably didn't even realize who they were speaking to uh, or or had the opportunity to learn from. So, yeah, just, I need to get some notes from Stratton that, on Inspiring you know, it's one ripple. It just takes one ripple. Yeah. Uh, not everyone is going to um, relate to your. You can't save everybody, but uh, right. I commend you, Steve, for, for making that effort. I think the thing I'm the most impressed by is I don't think Steve's been to Maryvale since he last went with me in 2012. So that was impressive. I'm glad to see that he was able to, I, I didn't even know he could still find the place. Um, it's been a great, it's been a great show today. Uh, looking at these points fresh off his return from Niagara Falls complete with his orange Stanley cup over there that he got at target the other day. We have RJ Bates, the third winning today. Good job. We're very proud of you. Uh, it's been a great show. We're going to go ahead and do some outros. Go ahead and start us off, RJ, as our uh, champion today. Happy birthday, Cassie. I brought home a championship unlike you. Uh, again, I always bring home the belts. I always bring home the wins. And uh, you didn't get the ride on my coattails on your birthday. So nothing's changed. Happy birthday, Cassie. It would be so funny to see her fist come yeah, down. There's a solid chance that's about to happen. Or at least some random object. I would absolutely. I, I would pay to see that. I really would. All right. Next up, Stratton, say bye to the people. Man, thank you guys so much for having me on. Goodbye, MAGA, RJ. Goodbye, Boomer Leon. Goodbye, <laughs> Pfizer Steve. It was great to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me on. If you guys do need virtual assistance in your company, go to virtualhelp.io. We'd love to help you guys out. Man, that's all I got for the people today. And give me Trump or give me death, boys. Yeah. You can't lose. <laughs> there we go. Stratton, always a pleasure having you on the show. Next up, Leon G. Barnes. Say bye to the people. Well. Congrats on your win, RJ. Welcome back. Um, I can always say that I learn a lot on this show, um, but I learned a few new things today. Number one, I learned that uh, pregame we were talking that I need to get an entourage, people that do things for me. Uh, I need to work on that. So after today's show, I've realized if you ever watch Key and Peele, remember when 
the the one guy would play Obama, he had Luther over his shoulder. So when nice Obama would say something, Luther would say it in what he really was thinking and really meant. Stratton is going to be my new Luther. That's what I've learned. Uh, I've also learned that there's a lot of legends, a lot of legends based upon what RJ said that were born in the month of February. So happy birthday to you, Cassie. There we go. Always classy. Leon G. Barnes, we appreciate you being here. All right. Last, certainly not least, say bye to the people, Steve. Uh, so happy birthday, Cassie. And I'm with Leon. But I was instead of a fist, I was thinking like a fake wrestling belt, right? <laughs> just coming crashing on his head. Or she just That's kind of what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, off the top rope, that'd be great. Um, and then in the comments, if you guys are interested, just comment here. We're looking for a, a, a qualified sub. So, you know, things are not working out with Stratton, so we're looking for a qualified sub. Um, and then last thing, you know, the title for today's show is Best Female Athlete Ever. Uh, one thing, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. I forgot. But, like, I am blown away by the amount of hate that Caitlin Clark gets, right? Like, it was – it's crazy how the most fascinating and interesting female basketball player ever is just getting all of this hate from uh, from other female basketball players. Like, they better hope that she's good in WNBA or the WNBA is done. Yeah. I didn't know she got hate. Yeah. There you go. Steve, the Steve wrapping it up for us there. I like it. But, yes, definitely um, definitely a point of discussion right there. We appreciate everybody tuning in, everybody watching on our YouTube channel. We will see you guys next week.